back to perspective in the number of episodes, which I don't remember because we recorded so long ago yeah. last time. Mm-hmm. It was, oh. It's been a while. We missed you guys. I missed this in general. So yeah, it's the good happy to be hour. back. <laughs> yeah, it's very good to be back. And since um, we've been through so much this month, uh, we just spent oh, too much time <laughs> talking about that instead of recording episodes. <laughs> but we will do something lighter for us in the case of preparation, but also a, a perspective because it's the podcast. And uh, since I am obsessed and addicted to music, and also as well, Bella, because we would not talk about music if that would not be the case, it's the musical episode, but we will not start to sing. No, 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 no. I am a terrible singer, so it's a no. Absolutely <laughs> a no. So, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So... Of course, as every episode, as every title. The title is there from a very long time. But what the episode is about, sometimes it's a struggle. <laughs> yes, it is. This was quite hard to prepare because it, sometimes you think it's going to be quite immediate. But then you really start thinking about it. And it's it's so hard to find answers to very specific personal questions. For the simple reason that maybe you don't really think of the world in the same way the person who asked the questions do. Also, so. the music. When I first, because we had, uh, we have a document when we are putting like all the links and uh, things that we think of. So just to not lose them. And I put music from like very beginning of not even recording a podcast, pre-recordings. But then we both realized, well, music, okay. But how? (laughs) But how and what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So So. we thought we were going to um, get the inspiration from the 30 Days uh, Song Challenge in the sense that we're going to answer to questions and we'll tell you the stories behind the answers after that. So before mm -hmm. the main questions, I had a question because you wrote the first questions on the document that I started preparing, of course. But then I was thinking, because when I'm talking with people and they say, oh, like, example, Italy from France, from Spain, and it's like, oh, this is a really popular Spanish um, singer or group or something. And there's like, yeah, yeah, like they listen to English as well, but the, their country and... For me, it's quite opposite. <laughs> For me, it's English. The, yeah. If you say music, the go-to I think of is the English part. So how for you is the music? What is music for you? Everything. Everything except noise. I know it's a very vague definition, but everything from classical to opera to electronic to rap to R&B to whatever. I might like more or less one genre compared to another, but for me, everything is music. I don't really think of music as uh, in, in national terms. But do you listen to it in English, in Italian? or? So, uh, it depends because, I mean, classical, of course, normally uh, has it's either no words me- or melody. either Italian or... French sometimes, uh, but also a lot of German. If we're talking about modern and contemporary music, I mostly listen to English, uh, English-speaking <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. songs. Um, but I do listen to um, songs sang in uh, other languages, but it depends. For instance, very recently, a friend of mine who is uh, very much in love with a Danish uh, singer called Tina Diko. She sings in English mostly, but she's Danish, and I think she's done something in Danish too. So he's very much into this Nordic stuff, uh, pop songs. And he told me, listen absolutely to this German girl who sings in German uh, these pop songs. I am sorry, I really don't remember the name of this girl. Yesterday I was trying to find her name, but I couldn't absolutely, because he told me this on the phone, so he didn't write me this, and I couldn't find it. And um, anyway... 
I couldn't come to like it because I am sorry, maybe it's my prejudices, but the German language is not musical for me. On the contrary, um, for instance, there are uh, in the soundtrack of The Life Aquatic of Steve Zizou uh, by Wes Anderson, there is this guy called Siu Jorge. Uh, who sings in Brazilian Portuguese some covers of um, David Bowie. And honestly, I love them so much. But it's because Portuguese for me is a much more musical language. I enjoy it a lot. You know? Yeah, I would agree. And also French. I did... I, I don't really normally listen to French, uh, French songs. I mean, sang in French. But first of all, I listened to them a lot when I was learning the language. And some of it is quite good. Very few of it, in my opinion, but it depends <laughs> on, yeah. Uh, but some of it is really good. So I do, but it depends. The language needs to be musical for me. I need to feel the music of the language. Well, I agree that Spanish. I always uh, say... Uh, to Spanish Portuguese speakers because I lived in Portugal as well that I like the language I like to listen to the language even if I don't understand it because it sounds like a melody even yeah. when you speak it Yeah, and it's the same goes to uh, French uh, in some cases uh, Italian Spanish as well oh now I'm reminded that uh, a couple of years ago, Katie Melua released a Christmas album in which she sang also in Georgian. And I found it so beautiful. So I like also Georgian. <laughs> yeah. But not German. <laughs> so for now, I've never heard about here. this. Yeah. So now you know. Very, very sweet language. Well, I also like the band. Um, <laughs> I will butcher the name, but they're from Iceland. So Sigur Ros. Right? No, Kaleo. Okay, yeah, I know. Uh, and this is my pronunciation with oh, yeah, of English. Course. I have no idea how it's actually pronounced, so sorry <laughs> for that. Uh, but they're a very new band. I think they started three years ago, it might be. And they only have one album for now. It's uh, AB, like the cassette sites, A and yeah. B. And one or two songs are in uh, Icelandic as well. And I would never say this, but they're so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. They mostly sing in English, uh, which at the beginning I thought they're from like UK because I knew they're from Europe. And it's like, okay, like they're singing in English. Most of the popular songs that they have, the, the more popular songs they have are in English. And then I um, found, because one uh, music video they recorded in Iceland, I was like, this is pretty far away to record yeah. a music video in, especially for a new band. And then I started Googling and was like, oh. They're oh, not from the UK. No. 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 <laughs> um, but they have, because they are mostly rock band, and they have one of the songs that is beautiful rock uh, ballad. Mm -hmm. And they are singing in Icelandic. Beautiful, yeah. I will not be able to tell you the uh, <laughs> title, even if I wanted, because <laughs> just no. But the interesting thing is that the music video has uh, lyrics in English. So you see the picture that they wanted to see you. You hear the original audio, but there is translation of the lyrics on the screen as well. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. makes you understand what is actually happening in the music video because the music video is actually connected. It's not just flashy yeah. uh, <laughs> pictures to put in front of your face. It actually means something. So that's very nice. But the questions. Yeah, I think we should really start from the beginning. And I want to ask you, what is the music you first remember listening or the music you associate to... What is your musical formation, I would say? I mean, what did you listen to when you first started to listen to music? So, voluntarily or not? Uh, I actually, and this uh, ties back to why I'm addicted to music. From whatever I was very little, my first thing that my mom would do in the morning was turn on the radio. So, by the radio, I was brought up on uh, late 90s, well, 90s in general music, especially rock-ish music. And I have a picture when I was 
four or five years old with like the giant headphones Aww. covering your eyes, which for me covering half of my face as well. And I was listening to something. I don't remember that picture even being taken. But I started from the the tunes that uh, are made for kids, kind of. And I remember listening to them. I had the cassettes, so I had to rewind them, all of that jazz. If you're feeling old right now, welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> but the first song that I, I didn't chose myself. It was my friend who sent me the link because this is the age of internet <laughs> already. So yeah. uh, I was... 12 10 12 at the time it was a linkin park song oh so i started from quite maybe not hardcore music but like rock. pretty good rock yeah um and it was somewhere i belong and this is one of the songs that whenever i go back to i remember exactly the day when she sent me the song Amazing. and listening to the first time and then listening to linking park for the next 3 years <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> but also the first music that i was actively listening to disney of oh, course yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah this will be always my first probably mm. what about you Well, um, it's really funny because <laughs> I remember that in my home there was kind of this ritual. So we've always had a lot of CDs and cassettes, and uh, so we were listening to music quite often. Not the radio, but mostly albums. And my mom and my dad have uh, really very different tastes uh, in music. My mom listens to... Uh, American rock, uh, but also like modern classics. In general, like energetic music, mm -hmm. I would say. But she likes rock. And her favorite is Bruce Springsteen. Okay. So during the week, because my mom was working part time when my brother and I were kids, during the week, we would go home in the afternoon and it was Bruce Springsteen volume up the whole <laughs> afternoon. So... You can also understand why at some point in my life I had kind of a rejection of everything made by Bruce Springsteen. And um, so Bruce Springsteen definitely was the bread of my musical childhood. But in the weekends, because my dad was working late during the week, on the weekends there was this agreement that my dad could monopolize the stereo. So on weekends we only listened to classical music. <laughs> Okay. That's quite a switch. Yeah. yeah, my dad loves either classical music or like soft metal. Okay, so he's a nerd, you know. Anyway, so this was the musical environment I was born into. So Bruce Springsteen, I would say, and classical music. Um, but then again, I must say that, I mean, really, in the house, we had a lot of stuff. And I grew very fond, really, my favorite music, uh, the first favorite music that I always liked and I continue to love very much was 1960s black music. That is still the, one of my, like, if you made, make me listen to that, it kind of brings me back to a place of happiness in myself. So, but definitely Bruce Springsteen and classical music, mostly Bach, uh, was really my musical upbringing. <laughs> That's a... Uh, Something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it's interesting because um, I I remember to this day because um, my mom was not working when I was a kid. So whenever like the but also I think my mom and my father had similar taste in music. And if I would play to all of you, you would immediately recognize the song if if you're closer to to my age or even older because it's a very popular orchestral piece but i was i think third grade so i'm eight probably seven maybe and i'm doing my homework which of course is not a lot for the kid in that age but i'm sitting there by the table quietly doing my stuff because it was something i could do myself and my mom was on the computer um doing something and of course playing music because also my house was never silent that's why also right now 
it's not a possible for me to sit in a silent house room whatever that's there has to be something playing either a movie or a podcast or there has to be a noise background because if it's not i feel uncomfortably creepy kind of thing and um she would put the music and at the beginning it was like very calm thing but then there would be like the jump and very so from very quiet to very loud in like one note and i remember doing my homework and suddenly when the jump came and because it was so silent at the beginning the music was turned up a little bit and of when course. it started blasting like i, I jumped it's <laughs> probably Stravinsky's firebird because mm. I think that piece of music traumatized everybody. <laughs> well, it's not that it traumatized me. It's just that I was not expecting that jump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because even though I know the piece, it was usually quieter. Yeah. And so when um, suddenly, like, <laughs> boom! And it's like, <laughs> I remember I jumped so much that I have, like, by pencil done, like, a couple of lines on all over the page. So then I was like... <sighs> Warn me next time, please. You know, it's funny because I had a similar experience, obviously, with a Bruce Springsteen song. Uh, We were riding with my mom and uh, my brother wasn't even born yet. So I must have been younger than six. And we were driving to a friend of hers and she um, put on this album of uh, Bruce Springsteen. Born in the USA, it was. And the first song is Born in the USA. And... Like it starts dun, 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 with the with the yeah. drums, you know, and uh, I remember that she started. You know, she wanted to start the radio in the car, but it wasn't working, so she heightened the volume, and like, and I was traumatized by that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so yeah, love and hate for yeah. Spring. <laughs> oh. Yeah, 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 but. Next question. What is the song you listen to when you need to find courage? I had a problem with that question. Yeah, me too, actually, I must say. Because I'm the kind of person that, first of all, I had very few situations when I was actually nervous. And not like nervous, oh, I'm writing my test. I don't know if I know everything or not. Like actually shaking my hands shaking from the stress and actually needing the courage to do something and of course I was thinking of those questions when I was listening to music because why wouldn't I and I was thinking and I at some point I was like I don't think I will ever think anything of it so I just like put a line and moved on and then came a song Christina Perry Human Mm -hmm. and I was like delete the line (laughs) 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 Um, so this song there is a couple of other songs that I don't remember right now but this is and especially with watching the music video as well because it's so simple and there is nothing happening on the music video but it's so powerful at the same time that it really brings on that I am only human but I can do everything that I've set myself to do and the music video for me is amazing because it starts with her sitting she's uh, in kind of something you can say like a sports bra and um, something that looks like panties but they're looking like um, shorts as well so she's covered where she needs to be in order to not be a sexual music video and she normally she's covered in tattoos Especially on her arms, and it's uh, from what I know, they are um, the line from her first album, like meaningful things uh, for her. And she has very minimalistic makeup, but something that I didn't realize until the end of the music video you cannot see her tattoos, they're all covered by makeup. And the hair is very simple, just brushed, clean, nothing. No products, no fancy hair. And she's sitting there, but she's not singing. Because the first part is like 
if I remember the lyrics correctly, uh, I can hold my shoulders, I can hold my tears, I can be what you want me to be. But then she's starting singing, but I'm only human. And while the music video is, there are some parts when the screen, well, screen, the environment that she sits in goes black. And when it comes white, you can see, for example, her arm, kind of like x-ray vision. But instead of bones, you can see uh, like robot parts. So Mm -hmm. instead of bone, there's just metal wire or something. So something that imitates a human. The same goes sometimes there's like the heart kind of, but it's a machine, the lungs, but it's a machine as well. And then... Um, because at the beginning it's very calm and slow but then it goes like the powerful but I'm only human and she slowly stands up and she's standing on this round platform and they're kind of like a breakthrough of the perfect world and you can see her tattoos for like a couple of split second and you cannot see the robot parts anymore and then the last verse when she's singing like but i am only human but still i can do what i not Mm -hmm. you set to do is like her true self all the tattoos all the things and it's very powerful powerful for me and this is the song when and also because it's calm it calms me down but at the same time gives the power to you up. yeah yeah you know it it was really hard for me because uh i mean also we must say that some of these questions i didn't know how to answer them but i was the one who asked the question so i mean i know it's uh Quite confusing, but yeah. So, us. <laughs> like, what do we mean by courage? I mean, do you mean a song that just boosts you or that makes you believe that you can conquer the world? What does it mean? So, I was just searching for a song that made me feel courageous in my definition of courageous, and that would definitely be Mary Jane by Alanis Morissette. And this song uh, is, um, so we must say that there was a time in my life uh, when um, hmm, I wasn't very well, (laughs) okay? So this song is about a girl called Mary Jane, and uh, Morissette sings, Uh, that she places the don't disturb sign on the door. She lost her place in line again. She never seems to want to dance anymore. So basically this Mary Jane is in depression. So that's kind of where I was in that moment. And um, the thing is that, so Alanis Morissette has this beautiful, very clear, but very powerful voice. So she sings this, but then there is the refrain and she she puts the power in that voice and basically she says this last chance streetcar went off track and you're on it but not in the sense that everything is lost like i mean shake up because this is the wrong direction and she says um this Mary Jane, like, what's the point of trying to dream anymore? You're losing weight again. I had lost a lot of weight. Um, so it was kind of describing my situation. And then again, Morissette starts singing really, really with the power in her voice. And she says, it's full speed in the wrong direction. There's a few more bruises if that's the way you insist on hitting. And then she reverts to this very sweet, very, very sweet tone. And she says, please be honest, Mary Jane. Are you happy? Please don't censor your tears. And that's when I started crying all the time, all the time. And then she sings again with this very powerful voice. And she says, you're the sweet crusader and you're on your way. I mean, like, this is your life. Go and live it. And at the end, she says, I love you. I love you, Mary Jane. And basically, this is the song I imagined I was singing to myself to say, yes, okay, now you're broken, but you will take the strength to get up. 
But to get that strength, you need to understand that you need to give yourself time and just be who you are and love yourself. And then Morissette says, all that matters, Mary Jane, is your freedom. So it's really about, it's this reverting to this very sweet tone of uh, consolation and understanding and inquiry also, and this very powerful tone of go on, come on, this is your life, don't waste it. But I also understand what you're suffering. So I would say that this is definitely the song that I, I mean, fortunately, I've never been in that situation that not so seriously after. But still, when I listen to this song, it gives me the goosebumps because it, like, it's only by acknowledging your own weakness and how broken you are that you can really say, okay, now I, I can this. do better. Now I can get up, you know. So maybe it's not a very um, usual definition of courage, but it gives me courage for sure. Every time I listen to it, I'm like, okay, I can do this. I have one song I uh, remember. This is an instrumental piece. And it's done by Cinematic Orchestra. Mm, yeah. And there are two songs, but they are so similar. Uh, the main tone is so similar that people are connecting usually them. So the first one is Arrival of the Birds. Oh, my God. And then Transformation. Beautiful. And if somebody is very talented, and people are, of course, on the Internet, if they do a really good music video for that, Oh, it's so, but it's not courage. Well, it is courage to some degree, but for me, it's more inspiration. Elevation. And yeah. that kind of elevation. And once, because um, I was sending the um, the link with the music to my friend, and I said to him, this is a happy day song, but also the song that makes me believe that I can do everything. Yes. And... For me, whenever I listen, I like to close my eyes when the main piece starts to come because just the that music, that power of strings and everything that is in it, it literally makes you feel like you can fly. And it's oh, so it's beautiful. It's always beautiful. And whenever, especially this year, whenever I had it doubts if I'm doing things right way, if it's if what I want to do is okay, and I will always listen to this song, it's like, yes, I can. Wow. What is the song that makes you happy? Many of them. But there's different ways of happy. Because, of course, the happy song by uh, whoever sings it. Oh, Pharrell Williams. Yes. Yeah, of course. Uh, of course. It's it's a happy song. If you feel like a room without a roof. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um and that's easy, but yet complicated question. Yeah. You know, when I was thinking about this, I, I thought of many songs. But then I settled on one song because every single time that I listen to this song, I cannot, for instance, if it comes up in my shuffle reproduction on my MP3 player, I need to listen to at least 30 seconds or one minute. And every time, or maybe I hear it in the elevator or in a supermarket or anything, every time it makes me smile so much. Every time. And it's um, my girl from The Temptations, you know, I've got sunshine. On a cloudy day. And it goes on like that. And uh, it makes me happy because every time I meet this song, I just smile. It it just makes kind of all the problems go away, even if it's just for 30 seconds. You know what? Um, there is a song and the band, I always forget the main, is... Edward something in the Magnetic Zeros, I think. It's a very weird name. Okay. <laughs> I, and their style of music is its quite different. It's kind of like the hippie thing, but they're from 2000, 
something. So, and there's a song called Home, and it starts with somebody whistling to the tune. And whenever I hear it, also because it's usually used in, if it's used in the movies, it's used in that happy moment. So whenever you're watching it, you actually have the happy memory. And it's kind of, but the song is, uh, the main lyrics is like, I know you're my home. So it's like two, and it's sang by the girl and boy from the band. And they are saying, like, you are my home. So I love you, not like my mom and dad, but I also love you. So it's kind of like, and the, the melody is very happy melody. Yeah. I think this one will be a good one. <laughs> now I'm smiling in the studio. <laughs> Do you think you can keep that smile while talking about the songs you listen to when you're depressed? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Let's do this quickly. Well, I have a song of the same... Because while I love the time I spent in Portugal and I will be forever grateful that I actually said yes to doing crazy thing and studying mathematics in English in another country, uh, that was not a good moment. Well, on a personal level, because I went there with another student from from my year, like we knew each other, we were friends. After that, we stopped being friends. There are a couple of reasons for that. And uh, also my room didn't have the sunlight in because somebody had a greatest idea on earth to put a wall next to the window. Oh, terrible. And because we were in the mountains, We were on the side of the mountain, so also the sun would not come in. I had sun for like maybe two hours per day, but it would not reach my level of the room because the room were two levels, kind of. And I discovered after that that I'm a person uh, who requires sunlight to live. I need that sunlight and my body needs it as well and my mental health as well. So after all of that, And there was a lot of things in the university happening as well. I can say that returning after that, I could say 100% that I was depressed in that um, last moments. I could not wait to uh, go back home, even though there was a possibility for me doing full year there. But then later I said, at the beginning I said, no, never, just because of the room, not knowing that it was because of the room at that time. But then I said that maybe I would say yes, but I would need to request to change the room 100% because it was not possible for me to stay there uh, for another six months. And during that time, a song came out from the band Hurts. They were popular in early 2000s for having um, the song. I don't remember the title, but the lyrics was like, don't let go. It's a beautiful life something like that and after that they had a couple of hits but then went not on the ground but lower level and they released song called wings and oh my god that song it's it's a slow song it's not a sad song because if you look in the comments people say that they feel a lot of different things even by the same person and i agree with them Because at some point, it's like I had my wings broken, but now I am learning how to get back again. But it's a very sad tone for all of the song. There's no powerful voices. There's no... There is a powerful voice, but for me, that powerful voice screams help, not power. Okay. And the music video to that, it's just... It's also a lot of things because what they did with the song, uh, that's my personal perspective of the song, I don't know what they intended, is uh, showing a little bit the beginnings of the band, but also how you can spiral being a famous person very quickly down. Because at the beginning, they uh, it starts with them preparing seemingly preparing for a, a performance the two of them and then there later there is the girl but also the parties the alcohol um they are smoking cigarettes i mean that 
at least that is what looks like if it's actually cigarettes or the m- meaning of other things. It's your choice of thinking. And um, because of the fame, because of the fact that the private life is not private anymore, they kind of spiral down, 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 down. And there's one scene that is powerful for me. There's a guy from the band, because they are both acting in that music video, that um, he has eyeliner on his eyes, but the eyeliner is a little bit smudged, uh, and he uh, has a glass of, I'm guessing, whiskey just out of the color, and he's like flying kind of with his hands like a, a airplane in the corridor in the hotel. And the lyrics in that it goes like the music goes quiet and the lyrics are and then it comes back up with the powerful but sad music and that was the song that I was listening for three months straight and because I remembered um, listening to them with mixed feelings it depended on the day sometimes it was a happy song sometimes it was not I came back to this song not that long ago when I had problems with another friend of mine and then, then I decided that this is not a happy song. <laughs> it's a very depressing song. But it's so beautiful at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I cannot choose my mind for that. But I was 100% depressed at yeah. the time. You know, it's funny because now I cannot listen to the songs I listened to when I was depressed. Absolutely. Me neither. I'm, I'm depressed like that. Yeah. Like, they really bring me down. And that's also the reason why I always refused to listen voluntarily to Joy Division. Like, maybe I've heard some of their songs, but I don't know they're from them. Because I always refuse to listen to their songs voluntarily. Because I I don't want to go that down. No, absolutely. For me, I must say, it was a whole album. Uh, there was a time when I was listening to these five albums uninterruptedly, but there's there was one album that was High Violet by The National. It w- I associated with the most depressing time of my life. There were also two albums by Bon Iver. I'm sorry, I know it should be Bon Iver, but either I say it in French or in English, and in English it's Bon Iver, I'm sorry. Um, so... Two albums, the first two albums by Bon Iver and uh, two albums by Angus and Julia Stone were the ones I was listening to in that time, but definitely High Violet by The National was the one I listened I mean, one of the songs is called Sorrow. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, plus, I mean, the guy, the main singer has a really very depressing voice. Um, yeah, definitely, I would say that. But... Let's change the subject completely. I want you to go back to happy. Think about your happy song now. And I want you to tell me what makes you dance. Uh, let's dance to Joy Division. Really? Yeah. And also uh, that song and uh, their song by the Jets, Are You Going to Be My Girl? Okay. Oh, that song. Whenever it's always in the radio, <laughs> I will start dancing. Like literally. Oh. Uh, and once, because I thought it's not a popular song in Poland, at least. Mm-hmm. And we're listening to radio. This is the only radio station that we are able to um, listen to out of the fact that uh, most of the radios are controlled by the government or at least the narrative is called by the... Yeah. And also the music is very shitty. <laughs> but um, there's one uh, that's called anti-radio. <laughs> Even the name is... For a reason. Yeah. And they're playing a lot of rock music. Rock, metal, music which is just oh, the joy to my heart and my soul. And once they were playing, I was going to be my girl. And I w- was in the kitchen cooking and dancing. <laughs> oh, wonderful. So wonderful. this is the song that always, always, when I will be like, even in my bed and I will play it, I will just like dance. <laughs> Start <really>. moving. Yeah. <laughs> Always, 100%. (laughs) Wonderful. I love that song too. But I must say, so first of all, like I am kind of a party shy person. I don't like to dance in public unless 
it's a really small group of people I know very well and I feel comfortable with, which happens almost never. Well, um, it happened here. Yeah, it happened here. It's true. It's true. But also, it happened because they put on the one song that will always make me dance. Even if I'm in the middle of the street, even if I'm in line at the supermarket or at the post office, I don't care. I will start dancing if you put on Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Anything by Michael Jackson, any, anyway, but Billie Jean in particular. And in general, if you put black music in general, like, I don't care if it's James Brown or Funky or, I don't know, Drag Queen Disco. I don't care if it's black music, I will dance. But if you put on... Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. I will start dancing. I'm sorry. <laughs> it oh, it's so wonderful. How, how can you how can you not move? I don't oh. know because I was dancing to the song as yeah. well. So, <laughs> so that's the one secret. If you want to make me dance and I'm not dancing, just put on Billie Jean. Something that I discovered because I started listening. Um, some months ago uh, a lot of 70s 80s music as well let's dance by david bowie wow wonderful yeah oh i love that song and yeah. I, whenever i will be in the kitchen doing something i will start dancing while cleaning or something oh it's yeah. so nice oh like recently i was listening to the soundtrack of the big chill again and there is ain't too proud to beg which always makes me dance and it's funny because in the movie it's the song that when it comes in the radio, they all start dancing. It's, I just love it. I just really, really, really love it. But let's talk about road trips. That's a hard one for me because, uh, first of all, I am not used to the idea of road trip as it is in the, well, at, it was advertised in the US in 50s and 60s. But and I think whatever I like in that moment, but um, specifically more, not dancey-ish, but more upbeat things. Because also I'm not the driver, so um, there's also somebody else driving at the time. And as uh, my father once said, uh, please don't put anything that is slow because I will fall asleep. Exactly. exactly. So that is also kind of why it has to be like a little bit upbeat. But if I can listen to music on my headphones, anything that is on my playlist right now, it's not... You don't have a specific... No, yeah. I don't think so. Well, you know, I think I mentioned this uh I think it was in the episode about technology uh, that when we left with my parents uh, for long road trips to reach our vacation destination, I was the DJ, always, and kind of a control freak uh, since 1992. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so the first cassette I would put on would always be the Blues Brothers. So every time I listen to She Caught the Katie, which is the first song of the album, I just see myself in the back seat with all the luggage and the stuff under my feet and my dad is driving and my mom has the map and I have the radio and my brother is on the little baby seat and the road is in front of us. So... That's what I associate. Yeah, definitely the Blues Brothers for me. Yeah, <laughs> I I need to rewatch the Blues Brothers. Oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah, especially absolutely. the somebody. Everybody needs somebody to love. Oh, oh, great. Oh, <laughs> no, it's absolutely amazing. Can you tell me what song you're obsessed by right now? Well, right now, well, up. First things before that, I can be obsessed uh, over a song for weeks and I can listen to one song for weeks. And depending on the song, this will affect my mood, which is not a great thing, but of course, like every song. And um, right now, I need to confess that I'm also into the popular music, music sometimes. So right now it's uh, Demi Lovato Sober. She oh, released. I heard of that. She yeah. released a new song uh, recently, uh, when because she was struggling with addiction to a lot of substances, 
and also uh, bipolar disorder and eating disorder. Her life was not great, but also this is kind of consequences of being a movie star since you're basically 12. Um, and she released a song um, where the relics is uh, like, my mom, I'm sorry. My father, is sorry, I reached for the glass again. Uh, to all my fans uh, who've been from with me through all of this, I'm sorry, but also thank you for being with me on the journey. So this was her song to say that she was not sober anymore. She relapsed a couple of months ago. And at the beginning, it was hush hush secret nobody could knew but she was very open uh when she actually started getting help and actually getting sober she was very open about the things uh, that happened with her and she released even a documentary about all of that and uh, she said that she doesn't want to be that person anymore because the things that she did back then she doesn't want to do it ever again but she relapsed and she did the song about it. And it's, and this is the comes part when I, I am not able to change the song and I will listen to over and over again. I was coming back from Poland to Hungary and I was listening to the song because she released it a couple of days earlier. And I was coming back to Hungary not happy <laughs> at all <laughs> because the song, even though it's, well, it's a song asking for forgiveness for doing something wrong. So. You can imagine the the melody behind that, but this is my I current. I love her voice, though. Yeah, me I too. I think she's a great singer. Yeah, I loved her since Camp Rock. Honestly. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, I mean, I loved her in that movie. Uh, the Jonas, uh, the Jonas guy was kind of uh, inexpressive, but yeah, who cares? She was great, and um, you know, it's funny because right now I'm obsessed with the song. It's called The Fear, and it's by The Shins, and it's from their latest album that came out last year. And it's very weird. This song puzzles me, and I think that's why I'm obsessed with it. Because the tone of the lyrics and the tone of the melody are very much in contrast. I mean, the lyrics are basically about regret, and the fact that this guy says... Of all the stupid things a man could feel, I feel fear. And um, what took me so long to realize, blah, blah, um, if I only had sense enough to let this fear give way to love. And he says, I wish we could hit rewind and you could touch my face. But if we did, I think you wouldn't recognize me anymore. So it's kind of a sad song. But the melody... I don't know. It's it's kind of happy for me. So it's very puzzling for me. I don't know why I am attracted to this song. Am I regretting something and I don't know about it? Your subconscious is telling, is telling me something. I, I am listening to this song obsessively because I'm puzzled. Maybe I'm puzzled by myself in this moment. And uh, yeah, it puzzles me. But it's a beautiful song. Yeah. I mean, at so, least that. I need yeah. to listen to that song. I'm not very curious about the song. It's uh, puzzling. Yeah. I but will we'll do a playlist about all this uh, these songs we talked about. So also you listeners can find it. But we'll, we'll tell you about it later. <laughs> now I want to ask you another question. Actually, this is a question you asked me. That is musicals. Do you watch them? Do you like them? Which one is your favorite? I love them. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I put it there. <laughs> I love musicals. I love, uh, like, even to extent, I will sometimes uh, search musicals if there's something new. So I will actively um, try to find something new because they are not frequently done. And this is what pains me the most. I really, really like them, especially the ones that are made good, of course. Um, and the last musical that I watched. Ooh, good question. I think it would have... Well, I watched Moulin Rouge recently, but it's not a recent movie. It Was it the first time you saw it? 
No, no, God, oh, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> I probably like 20 of times. <laughs> and uh, what I didn't realize, because um, I came to Hungary without looking what is my c in my CD drive. And once I was uh, wanting to watch a movie, but I couldn't uh, find anything that I wanted and the internet sucked and nothing would load, or even the Google itself. And I was like, okay, I will not watch a movie. But I was so sad that I will not watch the movie. And then I um, look at my drive, like maybe I have some movie. And I look at the CD drive and I see Moulin Rouge and I was like, oh, well, I guess we're watching that. <laughs> <laughs> and the song from that, my favorite song is not Come What May. I actually kind of don't like that song. Mm -hmm. But the first song that I will always listen to is El Tango de Roxana. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love this piece. Amazing. And uh, what is happening in the movie at the time as well. Oh, always. And the elephant song. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I must say that I am a great uh, lover of musicals too because I kind of don't like reality. So I escape in literature mostly but musicals are for me kind of uh, the dream world where there where everything is perfect everybody's happy people are dancing and singing in the street and also one thing that i love about musicals is more than the than people singing are the people dancing i really love musicals where people dance and that's why i really really love Really, the classic musicals—the one with Gene Kelly or Frank or Frank Sinatra or uh, Fred Astaire. So, Singing in the Rain. I have to thank my dad for that. I saw it when I was the first time when I was twelve or thirteen, and I think I know that movie by heart because I know it's very naive. I know it's America in the 1950s. I know, I know, I know, but it's. It's a fairy tale. Leave me. Let me dream. Okay. So I mean, <laughs> I just want to see Gene Kelly dancing. Okay, and so all of that. Seven brides for seven brothers. White Christmas. Uh, funny face. My fair lady. All that I know them all by heart. The songs. I love them so much. But I must say that um, also I love very much many. Many musicals, many really good musicals were made kind of in the 1980s, like Hair. Hair is excellent. The movie is absolutely beautiful. Chorus Line for me is absolutely a great movie, which are don't have that very naive quality of the 1950s uh, musicals, but are still absolutely amazing for the music and also have some dance numbers. <laughs> so those are really good. I mean, just think about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, I love that musical. Amazing. It's just yeah. amazing. But, it's uh, yeah. so just... It's completely crazy. I have no idea how they came. I think they were drugged or high it, it or something. Just even like what is happening in that movie you're watching is like... <laughs> What the hell? But I love it. <laughs> it's amazing. But also some of the modern musicals, I really love Moulin Rouge. Rent for me is beautiful. Or Hairspray. Or Mamma Mia. Yeah, really there will beautiful. be a second part. Yeah, so. I know. I know. I know. Absolutely. And I must say also that I count as musicals also all the Disney movies. Of course. Yeah. Mary Poppins is my favorite, of course. And, um, like, there are also a couple of um, French musicals. One is Les Demoiselles de Rochefort. I think in English is like, The Young Damsels of Rochefort. Um, and another one is Les Parapluies de Cherbourg. I think it's The Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Really great French um, musicals. There's also The Commitments from Ireland great soul music and there's also this music i don't wouldn't call it musical but it's full of songs so yeah it's called sing street it's also irish that i would recommend and ah uh, i just love the music i just love a world where there's music everywhere so la la land i didn't i i'm for me la la land is not a musical like, really no it's uh, first of all it's just two songs repeated over and over And it's not like they're singing all the time. There's just, it's just okay. like a normal movie with music, but instead they're singing the songs instead of having them in the background. 
it's, it was more about the story, not really about the music. Interesting. Maybe Chazelle wouldn't be... wouldn't agree with me but for me that wasn't a real musical no definitely okay. but I liked I mean it's not that I liked the movie the movie kind of punched me in the stomach and made me cry for like half an hour <laughs> so I think I was forced to like it um, and so I don't know what my feelings are towards that movie but definitely towards the music I love the soundtrack is beautiful but I wouldn't really apart from the first number The rest is, I don't know, it's not a real musical for me. Okay. But that's my opinion. But all the rest I really, really love. Absolutely. So that was kind of a question that, yeah, absolutely. Okay, of focusing course. back on music, the last question oh. of the episode. What is the weirdest song you have ever heard? Well, this is again by the Edward Something and Magnetic Zeros. And the song if i can remember it correctly also if i can pronounce it correctly because it's not that easy as it would sound is omnashime i okay. think this is how you pronounce it and this is the only thing you hear in the song this is the only real like so the song start the song is like six minutes so it's a very long song it starts with the rain and the tambourine and it's I would say it's a very hippie song without being hippie I don't know okay. how else <laughs> to describe it uh, because it's like you hear the nature you hear the water um, like kind of the slow stream at the beginning of the source and You for the majority of the song, it starts slowly and then it builds up. And uh, the repeated phrase, it's om nashime, om nashime, om nashime, om nashime. <laughs> I want to listen to this now, really. Oh, uh, we will. <laughs> After <laughs> episode. And, and this is repeated for over and over and over again. And then the song takes up... Um, that more melody like sounding but it's still a hippie song but without being hippie and in the end like the last minute minute and a half uh, the girls because this is the guy singing Om Nashime and the girl sings and I love you now and I love you for forever so this is also kind of like happy thing happy song kind of also reassuring the person that you're always here but the omnashima <laughs> part is just crazy and i was actually looking about the meaning of the song so there is a believed meaning that the in the sanskrit um language is um i will be here but it's also there is no literal translation because there's that words doesn't exist. So there's many, 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 many meanings of the Omnashime. And um, I think I once was reading the interview with the artist and they said, if I remember correctly, I remember reading it somewhere, that it's your interpretation of the verse. So kind of like to being one with nature as well, because then the nature sounds make sense. But it's the weirdest, happiest song that I ever heard. And there's a video online, um, a live recording from one of the festivals that they did. It's an unofficial video on their channel. And the guy is uh, barefoot without the T-shirt and kind of like dancing weirdly, like a hippie. That's why I call it a hippie song without being a hippie song. And the om nashime, om nashime, om nashime repeated over and over again. It's one of the weirdest songs, but I love it. I don't think we can top that. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. So, and I remember first properly hearing that when I was in Portugal. I was coming back from shopping, from grocery shopping, and I, the song started playing in my phone, and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> but then I kind of liked it. It's like, it's a good song. Okay. <laughs> I want to listen to this. Absolutely. The puzzlement and questionable uh, face right now of yours <laughs> towards me is awesome. 
<laughs> I love this. I really want to listen to this playlist. Absolutely. Yeah. We will do it on YouTube and uh, maybe we'll share it on our Facebook page. Yes, yeah. because now we have a Facebook page. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, we are professionals. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, you can also write to us on our email, ourperspective.podcast at gmail.com. And you can find our podcast page on Facebook as well. It's our perspective as everything. We try to keep it normal and easily to searchable. And also, uh, apart from the Anchor uh, site that you've been hearing, we are now in many, many pages, uh, including Google Podcasts. But I'm sorry, only for Android users. It's not up to us that Google doesn't have the iPhone version yet. Sorry. And with that, we thank you for spending more than one hour with us, uh, as always. And we will welcome you to the surprise topic of the next episode next week. Love you and thank you for listening.